You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side, my friends. I'm your host, Remy. This is my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hi. And tonight's special guest is Jessica. Woo! Woo! <laughs> How's it going, Jessica? Nice to meet you. Oh, it's very nice to meet you, Remy. Happy to be here. <laughs> uh, Jessica, I know I've known her for a really long time. I've actually known her family for a long time, but I had the pleasure of having her work with me at one yes. of the nightclubs I worked at, and she was the door girl. So I'm sure she has a lot of pretty interesting story to tell us. <laughs> I do. That was quite a time in life. I worked the door there, what, for like almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. That was a while. And uh, the fun thing about being the door girl is by the end of the night, you're still sober. Um, <laughs> mostly. So, <laughs> mostly. Yeah. For the most part. Okay. You're, you're way more sober than everyone else at least. And uh and everyone, like, where I was sitting at this nightclub, too, it's like, you have to pass me to go outside to smoke, to do whatever. So you could tell, like, at the beginning of the night, I would take tickets, I would talk to people, cool. And as the hours would pass, they would come past me to smoke. And, like, I ended up being, like, their therapist. Like, they were like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Every person was just like, you know what, man? You're a good listener. And I know bartenders, I feel like that's the same thing. Like, yeah, but unfortunately you don't have like the pleasure of being like, okay, I have to help this person now. It's like, sometime you get to a point where you're just like, there is no line. Nobody's asking you anything. And they're just standing there talking to you. I know. And there's nowhere to go. You're like cornered. (laughs) Trapped. I'm like, man, I got to use the bathroom for the fifth time. That's yeah. Get to all boxed (laughs) in. (laughs) <laughs> that is the nice thing about bartending is that if somebody's telling an awful story or somebody is just like talking your ear off and annoying the shit out of you, usually another customer will need something before too long. So you can, you've got a, a ready excuse, you know, just like ready. Right, yeah, exactly. And you're kind of just like stuck up there. Yes. So, I'm sure that you had a lot of people be like, I'm on the list. Oh, dude. Everyone, everyone is on the list. The, everyone knows the owner. They're like best friends since kindergarten. I'm like, that's so weird because the owner specifically is like, listen, dude, these are the only people I want in on the list. Yep. Do not let anyone else in. Oh, yeah, and man. he would, they would like watch and make sure it's like, why are you letting this person? And it's like, especially when you have like regulars or something, Uh it's hard because most of the time they do get in for free for like certain shows they would. But then there's like these really big shows that cost a lot of money and it's like, there is no guest list. Like, yeah, you really have to get to know the crowd, like being the door. Cause you have to be able, I feel like the owner has to be able to trust you to make your best decision in that moment. You know, if this yeah. is just a regular night and there's someone who comes and spends a good amount of money and stuff, like you should know that and you should just let them in for sure. If it's yeah. a bigger thing, then you got to be a little more strict, you know, but, but yeah, no, I think I've just seen, and you know, um, the bar that we're talking about too is right off the main road, a very, mm. very prominent busy road. And so even just sitting at the door, looking at the road, like, you know, it's, it's town where there's a healthy, uh, nightlife, and you just saw the craziest things, man. 
Do you remember that Especially, one Good. Do you remember that one time that that chick, it was like last call and she parked right in front of the bar? Oh my, well, that happened all the time. Right. Which you can't park there. Like you're either going to get a, hit. It's a busy street. Yeah, <laughs> dude. It was insane. And she was like, no, I know where to park. And I was like, you should not be driving, but also you can't come in here. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm also not going to let you in. Right. It's also like 2 a.m. And you're just like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm like, cool. And then somehow she got in and I don't even remember how. And then started talking about it. I know every cop in this town. Mm. And I was like, sweet. You want me to call one? Yeah. Right. right. Let's (laughs) see how many of them you actually know. Exactly. Oh, that's the one I don't know. (laughs) We're going to take you home. The other yeah, thing too is that you were you were like so the bar had like an upstairs level and then like a basement level. It didn't go upstairs again. It was like downstairs. Mm-hmm. So she was at the very very top of the stairs, and yeah. it's surrounded by other bars. So you're not right. even just dealing with the people inside of our bar. You're dealing with everyone on the street <laughs> from every single bar and how, however many drinks they've had at that one, especially since. You, we were right in front of another nightclub that did two dollar you call it until. Oh 11. yeah, you're right. Oh my god! So we would get these people like a rush of people at like eleven o'clock, and they would be wasted already. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh my! Actually, one time. Okay, so they didn't always have an upstairs, but when they first built it, it was like a big thing. You know, it was like mm-hmm. sweet. It was a huge transition for everyone. But I remember one time someone was like, I don't know if they were being chased, but I had someone like jump and run to the back area and hide. And like the way that, yeah, I never, never told you this Lauren, but it was right after open. I think or maybe right after they put the garage doors in. So like in the summertime, it was like the upstairs could, it felt like you were outside. They could open it up, you know, it's pretty common now. Um, and right when that happened, yeah, someone like ran in and like, jumped like almost like hit a bunch of bar stools and then like went to this back little corner like VIP kind of looking area that you couldn't really be seen from the road and mm-hmm. was hiding and then like I saw people like run past the bar and then I like got up and I was like hey dude are you, you're good like and he's like are they gone I'm like <laughs> I think so I don't know who's chasing you but you should probably are you gonna pay Cause you can't yeah, right. Like I'm here. also going to need you to pay your entry fee for coming in here and also $5. be safe in your life. Apparently. Yeah. Seriously. Not, not turning you in. No. You out immediately. Hey, he's in here. <laughs> How much money you got on you? You looking for this guy? <laughs> I know it was, it was a fun time though. I but mean, because service industry wise, my only experience really had been like, you know, serving at Coney's, which was, is so much fun. Um, and for years, you know what I'm saying? And there's like mm-hmm. one time I tried to be trained as a bartender. And this is why I say, you know what? You guys have all of my love and admiration. <laughs> all of it. I don't know, I don't know, know if we deserve all drink. of it, but no, you have it all. You have all of my love and admiration. <laughs> I don't know how you remember all those drinks. I don't know how you do that while juggling 10 other things at a time while um, maintaining like a good atmosphere 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just like you have to be the ultimate multitasker. It's like parenting, but with drunk adults. Yeah. <laughs> Who act like, like toddlers, children. actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. So yeah. if you can <laughs> wrangle like 10 toddlers, like you can be a bartender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's the craziest, like what is one of the craziest stories from uh, that bar from you, Lauren? From that same bar? Mm-hmm. Um, I, know you, I know you got a whole bag of them. Oh, I've got so many and I'm like trying to uh, make sure that it doesn't end up being something that uh, could get anybody in trouble. But um, right. I, that's why I, I know I'm <laughs> trying to pick and choose my stories wisely. <laughs> uh, I really liked the time that somebody was being kicked out from the downstairs area and we got them. It was before the upstairs bar was even open. Right. And they were being uh, escorted out and the girlfriend was like yelling after them or whatever. And she uh, grabbed onto her mace and sprayed it inside of the building going into the basement. Oh, Jesus. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's not a big area. <laughs> <laughs> no, it travels very quickly too. We were yeah. like, like trying to get people out of the building because of, it was she fucking maced it she maced the entire fucking building oh that's so fucked so that was good i have like worse ones i definitely have worse things that have happened there that i'm just like that might get somebody in trouble so (laughs) i'm not gonna like i'm gonna try and figure out something to say you know just change the names to protect the guilty yeah right but your last change the city change the name your last story <laughs> reminds me that like I need to get a can of mace just because it's always a good thing to have if you want to clear a room out or like get everybody the fuck away from you. You can't be too careful in these two in these crazy times, you know? It's no. like crazy times. <laughs> just mace everything around you. Just mace everything around you. <laughs> just mace it. We're, we're all You're gonna too be close. like crying. Back up. And, yep. <laughs> Six feet, bro. Six feet. <laughs> For real. I love that. The only couple of times that I've been to the place that you ladies are talking about is uh, I was wasted, like just hammered drunk and it was dead. There was nobody in there. Like oh, I, knew, I, knew, there, I knew one of the bartenders. So it was like, you know, a bunch of us would be hammered and go see him like right before closing kind of things. Like right. we're the only people in there, but it's, it was really cool little club. I loved it. I love the oh, vibe yeah. of it. I love the ambiance, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, totally agreed. Yeah, it was like one of my favorite spots. I'm when I had that job too, I had just had my first kid and I was still like breastfeeding. Here, I got a good embarrassing story on myself. <laughs> so I was breastfeeding, and if there's any parents out there, holla at the moms. All right, if you're out there, um, you know that when you're breastfeeding, if you don't pump or you don't feed for so many hours, you get engorged, which pretty much feels like your tits feel like a giant bruise that like in their heart is rocks too. Okay. No. So I forgot to pump right before I came into work. Cause pretty much like the way that it was, was I was able to have this night job and then their dad would take them while I was at work. So I'm working the door and I'm like, feel it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not going to be good. Right. A couple hours go by. I'm standing there and I'm like talking to someone and I'm like, okay, like I put their bracelet on or whatever the ticket, whatever was happening. 
And they just are like staring at my tits. And I thought, <laughs> okay, well, they're huge right now because I'm breastfeeding. So whatever. And they're already not like small. So I said, that's fair. But then I looked down and I had leaked all <laughs> over my shirt and I just had giant wet spots. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to go. And I like looked at the bouncer that I worked with, who was like my homie. And like, I ran downstairs and went to the owner because like the owner has kids. So like he understands, you know? So I like went to him and I was like, dude, and he was like, Jessica. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, do you have an extra shirt that I can borrow? And we did though. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> I still have that shirt. It's like one of my paint shirts now. That's great. Something is black, I hope, to like not show the wet spots anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was black. It was black. No, it's Perfect. still still went right through. I remember that happening and I was just like, oh no, what a terrible thing to have to experience. I know. Cause I was, oh and I didn't God. tell you that I would like sneak into one of the bathroom stalls and like try to like pump myself pretty much. Yeah. And then like run back up. I'm like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> Why am I doing this? <laughs> and finally, yeah. when you like weren't breastfeeding anymore is when you like left. <laughs> I like, know. Oh. <laughs> I know. I would have like that one after uh shift beer <laughs> and then like go home and like, Oh, whoops. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, no, that was nuts, dude. That was such a time. I know, I loved it. I That's the other thing is, like, I worked at, like, a nightclub out in Ann Arbor, and it's, like, I felt the same way about both of those places while being there, where it was just, like, you know, I feel like this is home, and it's, like, I'm working with a bunch of my friends, and, like, I looked forward to coming to work, you right. know? And then, like, you start working somewhere else, you know, the grass is always greener, you know? Mm-hmm. And you start working somewhere else and you're just like, why the fuck did I ever leave? You know, I well, one good person leaves and then everyone else starts like the trickle effect happens, you know? It's true. It takes like a balance. It's like, I mean, cause I feel like when I, when we were both working there at the same time, we had like such a good crew. Yeah. Everyone was so great, you know? Mm-hmm. And like when the shift was over and we all could have a beer together, it was like the best time. Yeah. Everyone that like I like having a place like that where you just like feel like you're part of a family I know Remy you and I have talked about that a few times like what it's like to have like a good family crew you know plenty of places I always wonder why did I leave you know yeah plenty of places I've worked at that were like that plenty of places that I worked at that were not like that and when you're working at a place that isn't like that and you just you walk in and day one you know you're like oh shit these people don't have a clue what's going on like these guys suck you're like, what have I gotten myself? What have I done? <laughs> Dude, how long have you been in the industry, Remy? Oh, shit. Uh, I got my first job in the industry 20 years ago. Hey. So, and it's, you know, it's an on and off again love affair. I've gone and done other things. Like, there was a time when I hated serving and bartending so much that I actually went and got a job jackhammering concrete. Like, <laughs> it was... It was oh, that years dire. of just like oppression yeah. from it. You're like, I will get it all out now. I, I'll never do it again. <laughs> right, my, yeah. first, my first day, it was like 102 degrees in July. You oh, know, it was, my oh my God, it was, that was a pretty awful job. Um, and still I was like, yeah, I needed to get away from service industry for a while. You get burned out on it after a while and then you leave and you come back and you're like, oh, this place is 
shitty just like the last one <laughs> <laughs> right i know but it, it has the part of your heart you're like oh i kind of i don't this. recommend like when you jump back into it i don't recommend mm-hmm. going corporate like that's just a bad choice no um, yeah like no i haven't i haven't served a bartender in a while i want to go someplace where they're watching me like a hawk and trying to catch me slipping up and you know a manager is standing over my shoulder watching me pour from a jigger like fuck <laughs> oh that sounds like a nightmare that does. <laughs> so don't, well, I don't imagine like that. if every time that you were at work, you just had someone standing there the entire time telling you like how you're supposed to be doing it. Oh, wait, you did. That's exactly what happens to a door girl. Yes. You literally have a whole bunch of people just standing there telling you why you're not doing your job properly. A hundred percent. But you know what made it easier is the, like the, there was two bouncers I always worked with, you know, at the door mm-hmm. and they made a huge difference, like working with them. Do you know what I'm saying? Having so a, like, a tight security team that is like cool with your, the people that work there is really important. Cause I know a lot of places that like get like a security company to come mm-hmm. in and they don't ever build like a relationship with their bartenders or their servers or their door girl or their barbacks or anything. And I've always thought that like, if you have somebody that's just like one set crew that's there every week and you have like those, you know, I, there were times where I didn't even have to tell them that I was having an issue. Like they could see it in my face and then they were like, Oh, got to go over and check. Or they would just come over and check on me. Yeah. Just making sure you're good. You know, that's like, that's a good, a security team is really important for a bar or a nightclub or a restaurant. Well, yeah, because you if you if you get to know the people, then you can already pick up their um, like like nonverbal cues if there's something wrong instead of. And then that's better for the business, because then you're not creating a scene. You don't have to step away from the bar to be like, yo, dude, got to get this motherfucker out. Like, you know, they can just see it. They're observant. They're good. And yeah, all the dudes I work with, they're just like super sweet. We built like a relationship. You know what I mean? So like, too, if there were people that were like being too pushy about getting in, you know, without mm-hmm. paying and stuff like that, they could help like handle it. Cause like I can hold my own, but at the same time, I am like really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really nice. So I'm like, I want to, you know, I would even yeah. have some of my brother's friends, <laughs> like old friends, like come to the door, you know, and just be like, Jess, freer, sweet dude. Like you working here now? And I'm like, yes. It is $10 tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, come on, man. It's me. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't own the bar. If it was my bar, I would let you I in let for you free in. every time, but I don't own the bar. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, there's, you, pay the, it real. seems like the best way to explain that to people is just like, look, the owners have set it up to pay to get in because they've got to make their bottom line. It has right. nothing to do with me. And if I don't charge you, that's my job. So I'm just doing my job. Like, I know you. I don't know you. I love Basically, you. Basically, I have to I pay care. the difference of whatever number this is off by. I was going to say, yeah, it's not like, it. yeah, I, I have to count the money. I mean, if we have an expected, you know what I mean? And like, you keep track of the number of people that you let in. Yeah. And you right. have a certain amount of tickets or whatever. So like, if you are short, then yeah, you, no, you just can't do that. Money. Yeah. I know. 
And it's, it's not, not like, a hard concept. You know, if it's but... like short a little bit, I, you know, whatever. But when it's short by like a lot, then it's like, you have to question like, why is it so short? You know, right. like, what is happening at the front door that I'm not making my bottom line, be- but I had more than enough people to make my bottom bottom line. Oh know? yeah. A hundred percent. I had to deal with door girls there where, you know, it was like half, half of the money was just, I was watching people just walk in every, every night. 20, 30 people without paying. And I'm just like, see, that's know. crazy. I was so and I have about a, that. a guest list. That's a hundred people, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Well, and that's I, the problem too, is like, if you have this extensive guest list and then everybody finds out about the guest list or knows that there is a guest list, they know, Hey, my, my buddy's on the guest list. So I'm with him. So I'm on it too. Right. And people right. are going to take advantage every chance they get, you know, it's like, right. <clears throat> it's very true and it's funny because I feel like I was so not paranoid but I was like so like this is my job and like it was like the first time I had like gotten to go out and work since I like had a kid and so I was like ah oh, dude and I was working with like Lauren again I've known Lauren yeah. since I was like 12 you know what I mean so I was like super <laughs> excited to be working and working at a nightclub that's really popular with lots of really amazing DJs you I was know? gonna it's say like, and it's like I love that kind of music so and I've gotten to meet some of like my favorite you know Detroit DJs through that job you know so mm-hmm. I was like so about it that one time uh there was a promoter that came to the door and I was new so like I didn't know this promoter yet you know but that's another, that's another whole aspect of being a door girl is like, there are like a couple promoters that help promote certain nights. And so they give you a guest list on their own. If it's their night that they're promoting, or if it's, you know, their gig. And I had no idea. I had no clue. And so this dude comes up and he's just like, Hey, what's up? I'm, you know, whatever. And here's my list. And I was like, cool. You're not the owner though. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and he, you know what I mean? I'm like, was trying to be like, oh, look at, and I was so proud of myself too. That's what's messed up. I was like, yeah, I've been working here for like a month and I'm standing my ground. I'm not being too nice. I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't know you. You got a list. Cool. And then, <laughs> and then the owner came up to me and he's like, Jessica, that's he's yeah, take the list. like he's a promoter. <laughs> he's like doing a night. And I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> said wow if I can do anything for you tonight you let me know I hope you have a fantastic night (laughs) that's hilarious I wonder like how but okay hold on I have to like backtrack and just be like they would do that shit to me too and I was like you know that I've never fucking met you you know what I mean yeah you know that I've never met you why would I know who you are if you're just some dude that promotes parties in detroit like because that's the whole ego of those guys who you should already know detroit yeah right and i'm like they're famous for promoting parties honestly there's a cool (laughs) way to do it it's like oh i'm gonna give my list to the door girl i don't know the door girl hi i'm so-and-so i'm the promoter tonight like i promoted this party do you know what i'm saying introduce yourself you fucking idiot like don't be such a chad bro (laughs) it's so true yeah, what am I supposed to do with this? Wipe my ass with it? Go buy me a drink, fucko. Like. But they should also like tell you, like the owners and stuff should tell you like how many people are allowed to be on said person's list. Because sometimes people would come up to you with like literally a hundred person list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, somebody's yeah. got to pay to get in here. Right. I know. I, That's so it, true. 
in 20 years of restaurant and bar experience, it has been my, my honor and my privilege to learn the most important thing is that most places have shitty systems of communication, really shitty. Yeah, most places. There's some places right. that get it right, but for the most part, like the communication is what breaks down and that's how you get in 90% of your problems. It's like if people would just tell you what the fuck is going on in a clear and concise way and introduce you to people and blah, 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 and get everybody on the same page, it runs so much smoother, you know, uh-huh. especially with like DJs and promoters and uh-huh. the, you know, the, the whole, like that, that whole scene is just like right. filled with people who like, can't you talk? What's wrong with you? Dude, right. Remy, that is just like good life advice. Every yeah. discourse that anyone's in communication, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a bartender, right. You know, yeah. and that's sure. true. That's why I liked working there at that time though, because I feel like because everyone had such a good relationship and everyone, you know what I mean? Like we all knew each other or like we uh, put an effort to get to know each other because we're all working and we're all just, we like people, you know, um, right. it like would go really smoothly. Um, yeah. Because I would hear, yeah, after I left too, I remember like there were a couple of times, yeah, Lauren would call and I'd be like, dude, I got like, this new door girl or this new bouncer or this like whatever, you know, and just be like, it's just not the same. There's yeah. no communication. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a breakdown in communication between all of the different things. And that's, there was like a sweet spot when working there that everyone was like on the same page, you know, yep. there was like this little like, one year sweet spot, you know, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And it was like Val and Noonie and, you know, I like, know. Oh. everyone was just great. <laughs> and Chris <laughs> and Renee and, you know, it was just like Monica, like all of the, all these people were just like so great at this time, you know? Yeah. That's so true. I, yeah. Wow. I feel like that about a couple of my jobs too. I was downtown and there was a sweet spot for a couple of years at the hard rock where just like everybody knew their shit. Everybody was great. We were all friends. Like 30 of us would show up at the well or old shillelagh after our shifts and be drinking uh, and talking and the laughing well. and stuff like that. When you're oh, like yeah. actually friends <laughs> yeah. with your coworkers, not just like, Oh, we're friends because we work together. But as soon as I leave, no. I'm never going to talk to you again. It's like, no, they're like, actually your friends well like i know like four or five people that got married had kids with other people that worked there like it was it truly That's wasn't crazy like, my kid came from there <laughs> you know it's like, how val and uni met yeah, yeah. they've been on the show our... a couple of times yep yeah because i remember i'll never forget that night I, I had just started too and then lauren was like dude do you know any attractive single women who want to come <laughs> be a shot girl tonight you know and i'm like do I? I'm like, I do I? Know. Like, do I? I'm like, I got the girl for you. She's great. She's super funny, you know? And so like, yeah, I called Val and she came in and then Noonie was working and they met and then they got they had their reception there. Yep. Two Holy years shit. later they were married. Yeah. You're responsible for that marriage. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, well that's Me the thing is at the time I wasn't going to that place and they basically called me and said like you have to come. Actually, the owner ended up um, officiating their wedding. Yes. Oh my gosh, that so was priceless. It was priceless. like me and the owner and like all the people that used to work there, and we're all there yeah. for this private party for their wedding. And it's like it was like a reunion, you know? It was really crazy. It was very, very cool. I loved it. See, romantic tales from the bar side. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Romance is part of life. 
Yes, yes. It's it's usually more sex, drugs, and alcohol for the bar life, but sometimes there's a little <laughs> romance too, you know. But like, randomly, someone gets married. Cheers. Or a baby. I'll drink yeah, that. Oh, probably more common actually, but yeah. No, like I said, from from that one restaurant that I worked at, and it was there was a lot of staff there, but I knew of like three different marriages and probably like five or six kids. Oh my so, goodness! Yeah, damn, that's so crazy! Oh my gosh! Speaking of children, you guys continue. I'll be right back. I have a child yelling my name. No, go problem. get the kid. <laughs> yeah, this is a fun little trip down memory lane from your old job. Exactly, I love that. I love yeah. that. I love like hearing about the different positions though in, in bar and service industry in general, you know, like I know that we focus a lot on like servers and bartenders and stuff, but what makes a really well-oiled machine is all of the different components. And that, that comes down to everything, including door girls and barbacks and security and valet and, and, you know, shot girls and go-go dancers and any other things that you can think of coat check girls, you know, all of us are experiencing a different part of the same exact thing. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and if, if you want a well-oiled machine, you have to make sure that you have good people in all those spots, you know? And yeah, <clears throat> yeah this, it makes me want to open up a bar. <laughs> yeah, I know there, it definitely, I think about that often. I'm just like, man, like a, a bar, like working I miss, I miss being back at my bar and I miss all the different components of it that things that I never thought I would miss. I didn't know that I missed, um, you know, dealing with drunk people or <laughs> that was same a perfect music, time to come back into the that. same music <laughs> every night or, you know, the fact that, you know, I having to dress up every night. Like I, when we first started the podcast, I was talking about um, one place that I worked where we had like a theme night and I hated it. I hated having to dress up every night. And now I'm like, oh man, I wish I could be at this place dressing up every Saturday. Oh, it doesn't help that we're in a pandemic. So I feel like all right. of us are like, there's no reason. Welcome to our podcast for the last podcast. nine months. I yeah. put on a bra for this podcast. I did it. I was like, you know what? I don't put on a bra for any other reason now in the past at least eight months, but I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> That's funny. She had to Same go thing. like grab one and dust it off. Remy's like, I did too. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, no, I didn't I wear one, one, but I have, I have not worn a bra in the last eight months either. <laughs> oh my That's goodness. That's amazing. <laughs> Remy, I'm so happy for you that you put on a bra tonight. Uh, hey, no, we're really proud of you. I could use one. <laughs> COVID-15 starting to get yeah. me. I got the COVID-20, apparently. Holy shit. Same. Uh, <laughs> they all do. No, We're all I mean, the same boat here. Basically, for the first three months of quarantine, Lauren and I, you know, kept it rolling. We're having fun, and and we were we we're doing this. And then after a while, it just got to be like, oh, my God, we're we're just talking about how much we miss our jobs now. Yeah. And it sucks. And we really do. It's like, I would give anything to like go. I just re- really, at this point, I would love to go guest bartend somewhere for like a night. Yeah. Even for one night, just a night. Like that would be so much fun. Like a private party would be cool. You know, that, oh, that, would, um, be cool. that would be so dope. Just, Sorry. My dogs wanted out. Um, yeah, no, I definitely would. Yeah, I miss it. I miss working. I miss, I really miss nightclubs actually, because, um, you know, since, 
Well, like since the pandemic and everything, um, you know, I have gone to like bars before, you know, like I've, I went, um, one time to meet up with my friends over at Tipsy's cause there was like nobody there. And it was like, okay, I can sit inside of a bar and not be worried about it. And that's fine. But that experience of a nightclub is something that probably won't be around for a really long time still. And it's been almost a year since I've seen like a nightclub legally open. I use the word legally and legally. Room. I was going to say that, <laughs> but I have there. not been to a nightclub that is illegally open. I've seen a bunch of them, but I've not been to them, but you know, I just miss that atmosphere of like going and, you know, like partying and, you know, like you see people popping bottles and the music is loud and everyone's dancing. Mm-hmm. No one's really sitting down. It's kind of just like, you know, you're all intermingling, dancing a lot. And, um, I just miss that. I miss it a lot. Me too. A lot. Same. Same. And I never thought I would because when I worked at a place like that, it was every weekend and I fucking hated it. I'm like, I'm here because of the money and I'm good at what I do. And like, yeah, I'm cordial with the people and there's a lot of regulars and I and I like a lot of the people, but like it was top 40 nightclub. So it was like not my, not my cup of tea when it comes to the music. Like you can turn this shit down anytime you want to. And I'm fine with it. (laughs) You can stop playing fucking Justin Bieber anytime now. And I'm fine with it. Like you can stop playing. Yeah. I mean, it was just whatever the, whatever the top 40 flavor of the fucking minute was, is what they were playing like three times a night. And I was just like, I want to shoot myself in the face. I hate this fucking music. Um, but that being Thinking said, like, it, I still, I same. miss like, you know, dumbass college kids fucking like, you know, coming up and ordering one beer and then turning around to their buddies and being like, you guys want shots? You want shots? And I'm like, there's five other thirsty people standing around. They're just completely <laughs> oblivious to them. I'm like, bro, have your order ready when you come up to me, man. Like, it's your turn. Fucking make it count. Let's go. <laughs> right. So it's like every annoying thing that before you'd just be like, fuck this. <laughs> Why am I doing is now kind of like, oh, I kind of miss being annoyed by people who are demanding my attention and feel very yeah. entitled. Yeah, I mean, you're you're you, you get to be a hero like every thirty seconds by choosing someone, you know, like you're next, and they're like, yes. Finally. Yeah. You know? As a customer, you guys are the heroes. I just want you to know. <laughs> yes, we tried. <laughs> Plenty of people would tell you that that is not the case. Uh, right. Well, eh, I've only got hard. two hands. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. Right. I'm sorry. Exactly. I don't know what to do with my hands? And coming up to the bar at like one fifty eight to ask me for a round of 15 shots and you want them to not just be something straight poured from a bottle. You want them to actually be like shaken and stuff like it's not going to happen. There's 300 other people that thought of the same idea as you. Yeah. To come up and grab a drink last minute, you know. It, sorry, bro. No lemon drops at one fifty eight, especially right. 15 of them. You want some tequila? I've got plenty of tequila I can pour yep. for you. Mm-hmm. You want some whiskey? I got whiskey. You want me to shake something? Go shake your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I know. I love it though. Every time that I think that I'm like, I'm going to get out of bartending. I'm like, just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm probably going to be a bartender for life. (laughs) 
Well, and the other thing, I miss the money. Like, I have not been making the same money oh, yeah. as I was back when I we bet. got shut down. And, and I I'm think the like, comeback will be even stronger. I mean, it really will be. But, like, when do you get in? Do you know what I mean? Like, this Ooh, yeah, pandemic just keeps getting, it's 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 like waves. I'm you know? saying, like, next Boom. year. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking not till 2022 probably same oh you guys I, it sucks but that's the reality of the situation is that like they didn't handle the first shutdown right they didn't right. handle the reopenings right this whole country is completely just like fucking Fuck. everybody's doing whatever we don't know i was just in new york a couple of weeks ago and it's a ghost town it's fucking dead dude it totally is. okay my brother my oldest brother just moved back from new york and i helped him at the end of the summer uh, I helped him move back. Me, me and him live together. And uh, when I went there, it's like uh, two of my brothers have been living in New York for, you know, in somewhat in the past 10 years, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I would go visit, it's like, you know, I mean, I love I could never live in New York, but I absolutely love New York. Oh, I yeah. love it. You know, and actually, I'm sure my oldest brother has many stories bartending because he was a bartender for a very, Oh, my very... God, yes, we should have him on. I was going to say, you should have him on because he's, like, <laughs> bartended in New York, and he's got just... We were talking before I got in the podcast. I was like, Jeremy, I'm totally going to be on a podcast. And he's like, oh, that. He's like, I got some fucked up stories. I'm like, yeah, tell you. Tell me. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> All are welcome. Yeah, I was like, you better call Lauren because I know you do. <laughs> I know. But yeah, going there, it was super weird. Like some of the smaller boroughs were still kind of doing stuff, but like the streets are so narrow. So like every restaurant and whatever, who's trying to do some type of patio thing, because this was at the end of the summer. So people were still outside and whatnot. Yeah. But like it made the streets even smaller. Right. Yep. And then it's actually, you actually go into like Manhattan and like the bigger areas and there's no, like, everyone with money was like, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. No, they're all yeah i'll go back anywhere and i'll come back later but like i have money so i could just leave but we're me and my brother just talking about how the service industry specifically got so like musicians and the service industry just got totally fucked especially in new york yeah you know and and it was like sorry sorry about your luck you know go fucking find something else to do like okay i guess so meanwhile in florida it's like (laughs) <laughs> what pandemic you know there's no pandemic going on nobody yeah, wears a mask nobody does shit like i'm sure some people do and i haven't been mm-hmm. to florida but i know a lot of people who have and it's just like you see pictures yeah. of people partying in miami like every fucking night with no masks on not a I mask know. in sight and you're just like okay i wonder where the hot spots are like yeah for I real it's nuts it's nuts I know, and I know people that are like going to Florida and then coming back, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Maybe don't." <laughs> I know, and then they get COVID, and then it's like that bad South Park episode where it's like the BP company. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> I For know it's sure, so dude. That's hilarious. What a weird time to be alive, you guys. I know. It, it is. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Yeah, for real. It is so bizarre because it's like, I'm kind of just like, I've never, ever had this much time off work. Yeah. Right. Ever. And I can't even do anything cool. Right. <laughs> like, 
Yep. And then how am I going to go back to work and be like, by the way, I need on oh, three months, I'm taking a vacation. Like you just had a year long vacation, girl. Like <laughs> It's not a vacation if your toes aren't in the sand and you don't have a drink in your hand. All right. That's not a I mean, vacation. I have a drink in my hand, but my toes yeah, are Yeah, but you're only halfway there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not the full package. Okay. We yeah. also I, well, need a theme. Like, honestly, my weekend in New York, it was a mini vacation, but it didn't really feel like a vacation because you couldn't do shit. You know, it was like. Exactly. All the restaurants were closed. I, actually, that's not true. I did do some shit. I went and saw some touristy things that are usually packed full of fucking tourists. Oh, and that's a good idea, actually. I didn't it was think great. About that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I went to the Empire State Building, completely fucking dead. I had never been before. That's the one thing, that or one of the things really that cool. I've never done. And it was great. It was amazing. It was like, there's 10 people here with me. Like, yay. They've got all kinds of, like, ropes and stanchions and places where you're like well you can tell when it's busy it's probably hard to walk through here and it sucks oh, and it's yeah. packed with people and it smells and it was like nope absolutely nobody here like take your time do whatever you want you're all alone oh uh, that's so nice so yeah. some of that stuff was cool but for the most part just like walking around the streets and like nope that place is closed nope that nope there's no nightlife can't go to any bars like how do you go to new york city and not go to the bars right i know my question is is like okay if all these places are doing like 75 dollar tickets and like stuff like that like plane tickets right yeah then what would stop you from buying a ticket for 75 dollars to leave like tomorrow and then buying the insurance to move your flight. I don't know how so like this time next it. year. Yeah, I don't know how they're doing that. I think <laughs> right now they're about so, flight fraud over here. They're I'm so still asking how do they get around people doing that? I think they're so cash strapped right now, all the airlines that they will take yeah. anything and give people deals and like. Is there flight whatever. fraud? Is that a thing? I don't know. I made the word. <laughs> I made the concept up based on what you said, but I feel like it's probably a thing. I'm just sure. like, am I the only person that's thought of this? And there's got to be something that's stopping people from doing that because if that's the case, I saw that seventy five dollars to go to Hawaii right now. Yeah. Like. Oh, buy a bunch of tickets buy it tomorrow buy a bunch of tickets like the hundred dollar insurance and then call and be like oh sorry i can't make it that day i'm gonna move it to this time next year right and then i'm going to hawaii when the pandemic well here's here's another thing i wonder well <laughs> how far how far in advance can you book flights <laughs> Uh, really far really far so, yeah pretty so, far yeah, so can you get it for 75 bucks if you just buy it for next year <laughs> that's what i'm well no no because it's based off of like like the t- the the flight prices fluctuate based off of like people going on those flights right so it's like if it's really high so it's like demand. more expensive on like fridays mm-hmm. and, or it's less expensive on fridays and saturdays and it's more expensive on mondays or whatever because like there's more people traveling on those days i guess i'm just you wondering know? like if you wanted to go to hawaii right next year mm-hmm. and so you looked up a date for like a monday next year day. how much is it? yeah there you go book two because i want to go <laughs> i know me too. <laughs> because i'm like Three. if you get the insurance to be able to like change your date flight, yeah then why wouldn't i just buy like a million tickets to hawaii and then get the insurance on all of them and then be like i want to go five years from now <laughs> <laughs> lauren maybe not five years from now but next yeah, they, year they you know in a couple of months 
I love how you're trying to figure out you're trying to figure out a way to corner the market on like airline tickets. That's awesome. This is like insider trading. I feel like I'm everyone. Well, you know what? I will say this. I get off here and like go on. I will say this. If this if this works, we're all going to Hawaii on me. All right. (laughs) Cheers to that. That (laughs) sounds great. Only if I can bring my speedo. You can bring nothing for all I care. Yeah, bring a speedo. Listen, my my kid's father is from Brazil, and uh, and so my ex uh, father in law we're we're very close. He's hilarious, but like every time we like go to the beach, you know what I mean? Like in Brazil, I mean everyone wears speedos. Yeah, you know it's not it's not a weird thing. Like yeah, it's not a weird thing like it is here. I feel like, or it's not like a funny thing even it's not even fun it's just you see it it's normal right yeah but every time dude at the lake he's just like Woo! you know what i mean and i'm like man dilmar <laughs> so when my kid was born i lived in an apartment complex and we had a pool and it was like a big selling point on this apartment complex because it was a pretty mm-hmm. decent pool too and so again like that's where my son learned to swim. He was born there. He was little there. He lived there until he was about five. And I, one summer I was like, I'm doing it. I don't give a shit. I'm buying a medium Speedo. So it was Fuck, like yeah, you super are. tight. And that's what I would wear down to the pool. And it was, you know, some families and some like 20 somethings and some teenagers. I was like, I don't fuck give it. a fuck. I'm here <laughs> yeah. with, I've got a dad bod and I don't care. And I've got like my Hawaiian shirt and my Speedo and it's right. a little too small. And if it makes you uncomfortable, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, look at my pubes. Yeah. And no one's going to, if you have like your kid too, and you're just like walking down, like, what's up? Here's the yep. part. Like, you know, everyone's going to be like, ah, that dad. He's probably lost it anyway, so it's fine. I just act, I just acted like I was trying to get the most tanning. Like I just wanted to, I didn't want the board shorts tan tan to wear it like awkward tan, yeah. Right. Like you're completely white from the knee up, you know. And yeah, then, fuck that. Right. That sucks. Agree. <clears throat> That's fair. You guys just make me I wish it was summer. Just I do about too. The, I wish it was I, summer. Here, hold on a second. I'll I'll fix that for you real quick. We'll We'll do something about the summer. Oh, yes. Uh, good. Please. Okay, oh, so check it out. Right, Remy. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, found, I found this one. I'm just like, I just was like, okay, I'm going to book it for like two weeks from now. Just for saying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So I found one round trip. Everything is 490 Just 490 bucks. Okay. So it says free ticket changes. Okay. So. Ooh. What does that mean? What are like the rules? Yes. We're getting to the bottom of this. Yes. (laughs) We are. I'm getting to the bottom of this today. Okay. Because if this is a thing, like legit, I'm about to call a couple of my friends up. I'm about to call Bea and Caitlin. Shout out to Bea and Caitlin. If you guys are watching right now, calling you tomorrow. All right. We're booking to Hawaii. (laughs) Because why not? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Instead of a new no-charges-fees policy, simply entitle you to switch flights without a penalty cost being added. That's all it says. Right, but like, switch does the that mean free cancellations? Yeah. Right. But you're onto something, Lauren. I like this podcast t- took an interesting turn. <laughs> well, we yeah, we, we tackle the hard 
subjects here (laughs) whatever we can (laughs) whatever we get around to it but no i like i i booked mine probably three weeks in advance and my round trip to new york city was 75 bucks round trip oh yeah that's nothing i know well yeah we had to drive there because we were helping a move but yeah we looked up no no bay and i looked up we we flew there and yeah it was super cheap I can't remember how much it was, but it was, yeah, it was like, I'm going to ask her how much. Cheap, and the flight wasn't that busy. There wasn't that many people on it. The flight back had a lot more people on it. That kind of sucked, but whatever. But it wasn't, the it still was wasn't like completely nothing. packed. They weren't They weren't packing the aisles, you know? Right. No, and the security check, like, during the pandemic has been the fastest Oh, yeah. I've ever experienced. Yeah, it's great. It's actually it really nice. Insane, dude. Yeah, we yeah. got there. And we were like, that took like ten minutes. Yep. Oh, I sh- You know how you usually go to the airport like two hours early? Yeah. I showed up and was like, oh, I guess I'm hanging out at the airport for two hours now because I was in there in right. like five minutes. Like, oh shit, I had no idea. Um, I but I tell you what, the the TSA agents and bless their hearts because usually they're kind of pain in the ass, but they're trying to push people through. And here's the thing, like most of them are the ones that are getting COVID because they're yeah. coming in closer contact with everybody. Uh, yeah, so, super, so when I showed up, I had like double mask and a face shield and like, you could just tell they appreciated it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is for you guys. Like I, if I have right. it, I'm not going to get you sick. Well, plus I had the test, like I had gotten tested. So I knew that I was safe, but so it was just like, you know, they're probably used to people with the mask under the nose and the mask under the chin. And just like, that's how their colleagues are getting COVID. It fucking sucks, man. But uh, it was good. It was a good experience. And actually at uh, Detroit Metro right now, DIA has like a whole bunch of replicas of paintings. I know. And, I love it. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I'm going to spend two hours walking through the museum. That is the airport. Now. That is the airport. Right. It was oh, great. And he was saying that I want to go to the DIA. I know. I think mm-hmm. it's open though. It is right? open. I want to go to the open. DIA too. So we should make Let's a thing go. of it. I love I'm the DIA. Down. I'll go to the we DIA. Should make a thing of come with us, Remy. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, are you going to bring your kids? Because if you're going to, I'll bring my kid too. Oh my gosh, it's a whole. Oh my god, god, and then I'll just be Aunt Lauren. Aunt Lauren. I'm so excited about that. I know can Olivia. Pa- Olivia loves can we, Lauren. Can we pack lunches? We have to bring like little Duh. brown paper bag lunches. I'll make like. bento boxes for us. Nice. Um, Olivia likes to Snapchat me a lot and play games, All and the time. so I, you and I Zaya, send them back. You and Kim. I and send Caitlin. them back, but then she never sends them back after that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ha I sent something to Laura. I know she like laughs and runs away. I'll like, respond like, she'll to her. She'll back. <laughs> I yeah. know. And then she'll be like, what'd she say? <laughs> oh, no. We Uh-oh. lost her. We Come lost back. her. <laughs> well, we've got a few minutes left on the show. and She might come she back. Might come she back. might come back. Yeah, exactly. If, if she's Dave got the can link. hear us, be look be on the lookout for Jess. She might be coming back. She, um, she's got the link. She'll let us know. That sounds like a good I idea. I mean, me. we have to find creative ways to keep ourselves entertained in these dire and fucking desperate times. Because I I've been getting a little stir crazy lately. It's uh it's pretty boring, you know, not being able to go out and see your friends and hang out and do all the things that we used to. Do you know what I've been thinking lately? 
I miss karaoke so so much so bad and i've been thinking it since the beginning of the pandemic like i missed it two weeks after lockdown started but i'm really really like desperately i'm really regretting not going to karaoke like the week before when i knew that it was going to be happening like i knew that lockdown was going to start and i was like man i should have gone but i was like Better get a jump start on not getting sick, you know? Yeah, honestly, like I was before lockdown, I was already in the frame of mind of like locking myself down. Same, yeah. I was. I was like, this does not feel safe. Like what we're doing right now, we're risking everything right now for nothing. And it just, it felt really fucking weird. I was at Tipsy's when they announced that two people in America had gotten it. Yeah. Or not in America, in uh, Oakland County. Yeah, no, I, I I remember coming into work the, that last week and it was like every day the news was on, the news was on, the news was on because everybody was so on to pay attention to it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I don't want to see that. Welcome back, girl. I'm back. <laughs> Listen, there is not enough chargers. During this pandemic, I have too much technology I need and not enough chargers for it all. Okay? I've been Understandable. There. Oh, my God. I literally carry my one phone charger from every place I go because, like, all of them have become trickle chargers instead of, like, the lightning ones. Dude, well, so- I know. How does that happen? I don't know. Bullshit. Here's a fun thing. Like, with, so with Mac, I'm a Mac guy. I'm an Apple guy. So I've got an iPad and I've got an iPhone and the new iPhones, as sweet as they are, don't come with a charger. Like it comes with a cord, but not the cube. Not so, the yeah, cube, dude. I not the cube. Why though? Well, because they want you to buy one. But anyways, my say, iPad has a big cube and so it charges my iPhone really fast. So oh, that's like, I'm like, haha, Apple. Like, I got well, you. I'm just using the up, same. So, Apple, they're grubbers. Yeah. They're money grubbers. And I don't they, like that. Yeah, but their cameras are sweet. <laughs> Take really good pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, I know. I don't know. I have Android users, though, that are always like, no, my camera's way better. Oh, I'm whatever. an Android user. I know you are, Lauren. <laughs> I don't care whether or not the camera is better. I'm like, whatever. I barely even post pictures of myself at all. So, no, yeah, same. I'm just, I'm just like, I don't care. Whatever I can afford right now. And, you know, I've been due for an upgrade for like a year, and I'm like, just kind of side eyeing it. Because I'm like, I'm not going to until my phone's about to die, which it is. So, <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, I'm also but... a, a broke-ass bitch. I'm a babe, so. Hey. <laughs> same. Aren't we all? I mean, story of our life, everyone's life yep, right now. Same. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I know. I told, I, told, I told my mom I was, like, started student teaching last week. And she was like, wow. She doesn't know a lot. I love her. God bless her soul. But she's like, oh, Jesse. Your student teaching, she's like, so how much are you getting paid for that? And I was like, I'm paying for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's part of my degree. It's part of the sixty grand and sixty grand in debt I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Worth oh, it. You, you get to shape and mold those little minds. That's what it makes it all worthwhile. Eggs. Well, yeah. If you're a listen, if you're a teacher and you're listening right now and you're trying to go into it for the money, run now. Don't do it because yeah. it's you're not doing it for the money. Okay. If you don't have a passion for kids, take a hard pass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, we've reached the end of our hour. 
We have. And before we get into like, you know, trying to solve the economic crisis and the teaching crisis and like fix all the world's problems, I think we'll just uh, say cheers to another good hour of Tales from the Bar Side. Jess, it was a pleasure to meet you. It was a pleasure. You're a friend of the show and you're welcome back anytime. Any of our fans out there, if you've got a story that you want to send us that we might read on the air or we might not, you never know. Lauren's got an email address that she might throw at you or something. We sure do. It's barsidetales at gmail.com. Barside, T-A-L-E-S, tales at gmail.com. Send us your stories. Send us your thoughts. We'll read them. I know we got a couple. I'm going to go through them when we have enough to kind of make like a episode about it. We're going to go ahead and read them out loud. So until then, we're just going to keep on holding on to them. So you guys better start sending them. Yeah. Or just like, tell it. us whatever, like tell, write in and say that you hate the stupid fucking hat that I've been wearing for yeah, the last we year. Don't care. Or like tell us you hate my backgrounds or <laughs> just like, no can't stand my voice, whatever. Like be nasty, no be fun, dip. like get creative with it. We're, we're done with any of it. Mm. Anyways, uh, Jessica, you're welcome back anytime. We yeah, love you guys. Jess, thanks for around. coming on. Dude, this Everybody. was so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.